salvation for the whole of this family in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, as we have gathered in this place today, that you receive the glory, the honor, and the worship that is due to your name. We pray, Lord, that we come with one intent this morning, and that is to lift the name of Jesus on us. We pray, Lord, that your spirit will move among us, will touch our hearts and our lives, that we will leave this place changed because we've had that kind of need. Have your way in this service today, we pray. Amen. We want to welcome you all here this morning. We want to say happy Thanksgiving to you. We want to especially welcome our visitors today. And uh, we pray that uh, you would sense God's presence and blessing in this house today. And we want to remember our youth and our youth leaders today that are at OIC. And let's pray for them. God is doing some awesome things in Cornbrook at OIC. I spent uh, all day yesterday and Friday evening there witness what God is doing in the lives of our young people. And let's pray for God to continue to do that. Amen? Amen. Uh, we're going to ask our board secretary, Brother Lord of Glory, minister to come at this time with an answer.
So when you see that, I want you to pray for missions. I hope don't imagine that. Right. So this will this will remind you to pray for our missionaries. Okay. And that's really really important. Today is uh, Thanksgiving. Anybody want to tell me something that you're thankful for? Anybody? I'm thankful for everything God gave me. Awesome. Anybody else?
and uh, what an open door and opportunity it is for us. So instead of grumbling about us, will you pray for us? Amen. Amen. I got enough of you. That will be okay. But uh, it's an outreach. We're going to use any door available to us to minister to this community. And we thank the Lord for that. The Lord will bless you. Uh, if you're visiting with us, as been already said, we welcome you. But I'm glad to see the burdens with us today from Corner Room. And uh, many years ago when I was in Bible school, I had no money to my name. And this precious man and his wife uh, gave me a job. And I think they created the job for me so that I could have money for Bible school. And I'm here today because of this couple. I want them to stand. Now, I know they're going to bed with me, but that's fine. Would you stand? Why me out with a construction company? I didn't know what a hammer or a nail was. <laughs> but I have a few stories to share later on. But we thank the Lord for that. We're pleased today to have our missionary with us, Pastor Tiffany Rowley. And she has been in the province for the last month. Pentecostal Assemblies of Newfoundland Labrador requested that she would come home to be here for our women's conference as well as YC. Uh, so we're pleased to have her with us today. Her and her husband served on staff with us at Port Grade for three years uh, as young adult pastors before they went to Cambodia. And uh, they are like family to us as all of our staff has been down through the years. They're like family to us and we appreciate them dearly. I have spent time with our sister and her husband in Cambodia. I have walked through the village uh, where she is ministering, where there is sewer running underneath the homes. I have watched the distribution of food and clothing, and I have seen the dire poverty that uh, she is working in. But I have also seen the difference that God is doing through the ministry of our sister. So I want you to bring your hands together as we welcome her today. Jesus and eventually give their hearts to the Lord. And what's so neat is that uh, 
when we started the Student Center four years ago, many of those first converts are now the leaders and the pastors of the small groups in the church that's happening at Global. We're continuing to see signs and wonders all around us as God heals people, He draws people to Himself, and we're excited about the future and where it's going to head for us and what the Spirit of God is going to do in Cambodia. And we had to get someone come in to take care of the girls. 
So it was a disaster. So this time it's going really great. So I'm really happy about that. So we live all the way around the world. Literally, we could go across the Atlantic or the Pacific. It would not matter. We'd end up at the same place. So this is my beautiful family. Emmeline is turning eight. She's the most sensitive little girl, loves arts and crafts, spends all her day doing things like that. And uh, here is Sophia. Here's Sophia, she's turning, turning six, and she's a little firecracker. That's who she is. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. She's a little firecracker. And um, I'm here for two reasons, for YC and uh, for the Women's Conference. And I had a goal when I came home to sponsor 70 children. And so I know that sponsorship is something that the pennies even talked about when they were here in August. And if that's something that you want to do and you haven't done it already, come and see me after and I'll, I'll be talking about this. You know, I'll be speaking about Cambodia, but this whole time I want you to bring it back to Deer Lake. Okay? Cambodia is far away. You may never go. Probably most of you will never go. But I want everything that I say, I want you to bring it back to Deer Lake, to this community, what God is doing in this community, what he wants to do in this community. And I just wanted to thank you. You know, your kids' programs and I think well, have been raising money for clean water in Cambodia. And this is an example of the bio sand filter. So they were raising money for YC this weekend. This is what that community bio sand filter looks like. That's clean water to over 500 families at, in one of our CCP communities in Cambodia, but a drop and a half away from the capital city. This area has no church, no Christian influence, and I have been given an open door into the community because I am meeting a practical need. And the chief of the community has opened us up and we're building a church and a kindergarten and a community center and they can use it for their different community activities and we're giving clean water and the whole thing. Because you know what? When we give a cup of water in Jesus' name, yes, powerful. Is. When we match that with the transforming gospel of Jesus Christ, it changes the whole tapestry of the community. Yes, amen. And so we believe in it, and I just want to thank you for giving to missions. I want to thank you. Never stop. Give more. Go harder. God has a lot to accomplish. And so, just actually, the water is actually that dirty. Dipping it from their like, cisterns. I'll skip through some of these here. So I want you to open up your Bibles. And I want you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Okay? I want you to get out a pen or a highlighter or whatever you have. We're going to old school here today. If you got an iPhone, I'm sorry. So Galatians chapter 5. Familiar part of scripture. I hope that the Lord shed some new light on us this morning with you. He certainly has been working with me and Ian through some of these things. Galatians chapter 5. I want us to look first at verse 25, and this is the one I want you to highlight in your Bible if you have a hand. Since we live by the Spirit, let's also keep in step with the Spirit. My, my version here says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Okay, I want you to Since we live by the Spirit, 
Let's also keep in step with the spirit. Now I would assume most of you here uh, would consider yourselves Jesus followers, which consider yourselves Christians, and so we are living by the spirit. We are already there. I would hope so. If you are not in that place, if you have not made a decision for Christ, it is the best decision that you can ever make. Can anybody attest to that? It is the best decision you can ever make. Will trouble come? Absolutely. He will walk with us through the fire and he will soar with us on the mountaintop. <coughs> Living by the Spirit. I want us to go back to verse 22. We could all say this. Sunday school verses. We all have it memorized, I'm sure. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit. Okay? Since we're living by the Spirit, this gives us a glimpse into what that looks like. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now I want you just to, don't say it by memory. I want it to sink in. Is love, is joy, is peace, is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no love. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So many of us here could attest to the fact that in Christ we have a death. We have sweet moments in his presence. We have the opportunity to live in freedom and grace. I am so thankful that my grandparents taught my parents who taught me that in Christ we can have life and we can have it abundant. Yes, you know, Sophia, uh, some of you may know her story, and I, I share it because just God is so good. Sophia uh, is a miracle. When she was, I was just two weeks early when she was born, she was born in Thailand. Her passport, her, uh, her birth certificate says she was born in the seventh waxing moon of the year of the snake. I brought it to St. John's to get a birth certificate for and they didn't know what to do with it. So they sent it to Ontario. This little girl was born two weeks early, came into the world, emergency C-section, 15 minutes. Ian wasn't allowed in with me. We had no one to watch Sophia. Our family lives in Fort Grave. And uh, she's a miracle. When, uh, when she was 18 months old, I could hear something in the monitor. Uh, our walls are just thick concrete, so unless you use a monitor, you can't hear anything. And I went in and she was in a full seizure. So like, first aid mom kicks in, and I like pick her up and bring her to our room, and, she, and she's seizuring, and I'm counting, okay, three minutes, it keeps going, and Ian's in a panic, because he's like, I'm calm one, and uh, he's in a complete panic. We had someone staying at our house who stayed with Emily. Brought her to the, the doctor, the hospital, which was like 10 minutes away at 2 a.m. in the morning. And the whole time, Ian's like, is she breathing? Is she dead? He's like completely losing it. And uh, we get to the hospital and 24-hour emergency. Lights are off. No one's around. It's dark. I'm screaming out for someone to help us. She's still in full-on seizure mode. And uh, the doctor came in, finally looked at her, did nothing. 
the nurses come in who are from Thailand but work in Cambodia. Our healthcare system is non-existent, basically. And they physically push the doctor out of the way. And here is my baby girl. She was only four pounds when she was born, a squirt. And she, there's, there's nothing that they're doing with her. And so I know that the Sophia I went into the doctor with, the hospital with, may not be the one I would come out with. So, I mean, where's your faith in times like that? And anyway, they worked on her and they gave her the meds she needed and she eventually came out of the seizure 45 minutes before the seizure happened. It was a febrile seizure. Thank God everything was okay. It's coming here. Two months later, I just knew it was going to happen again. I had my bag packed, she was sick, we had an ear infection, and uh, Ian was at work at the Bible school, and um, as soon as I heard it, I went, I, I was like, Sergeant Mom, Emily was just marching behind as fast as she could keep up, and we go to our neighbor's house, and I said, Chad, you need to bring us to the hospital, and he's like, well, my car's in the garage. I'm like, well, we gotta go now. Ian wasn't home. So I hop on the back of a moto with seizure and baby and head to the hospital in the middle of the day. 45 minutes ago before she comes out. And I could have been very bitter in that situation. God, we have sacrificed as a family to come and serve you and to be obedient to you as missionaries. And look what's happening to Sophia. But I've chosen to live by the Spirit. Amen. Love, joy, peace, patience, and so on and so forth. Verse 25 says, since we live in the Spirit. So when I come home to Canada, and I, I won't park here for too long, when I come home from Canada, and I see uh, believers like yourself, I don't know your situation or your story, who have had years and years of the gospel and years of having the word in church and in Sunday school. And when I see it, and obviously it's in my own context, it's not here, sure. And there's no joy. And you walk through a trial and I don't see the or you have a family completely fallen apart and there's no forgiveness. Our communities, Deer Lake, Newfoundland, needs to see believers and Christians who love, who have joy, who exhibit peace, who are patient, who are kind, who are downright good people, who are integral personally and in their business, who are faithful to their families our communities need to see that. Jesus didn't die, die for us to live a life that is under what he has called us to. We can have life and life abundant when we live by the Spirit. Amen. So, that next part of verse 25 says, since, since we live in the Spirit, Paul here is assuming that his audience is already living there. That word sense. We are, we are already expected to be there, Christians. Church, church people, we are already expected to be there. Sense. It also means that there is something coming after that. What is happening next? 
Since we live in the Spirit, let's also keep in step with the Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is continually at work. Sometimes we feel that He is working inside of these walls. No, the Holy Spirit is speaking to your neighbor right now in ways that you may never see. That child that feels so estranged or so far from God, God is not stopping. He is running after them continually, whether you see it or not. And God is inviting us to keep in step with what he is already doing. You know, um, Cambodia is a very young country. I don't know how much you know about Cambodia. Uh, Forty years ago, let me go back. Can I go back? Forty years ago, um, a war happened in Cambodia where over five million people were just wiped out. An ethnic cleansing and genocide. So the average age of Cambodia is 24 years old. The average age of Canada is 40. It's quite a difference. And so Ian at that time was, go, was teaching at the Bible school, and he was the academic dean, and he would go back and forth and back and forth, and God was speaking to him, how do we reach this age group? And so with that in mind, Ian started a university student center. We had a small, six-meter-wide, four-story-high building where uh, Ian would um, call the students in, invite we had awful coffee, awful, and the students would come, Pastor Rob, you've seen this. Uh, the students would come and uh, they would get help with their assignments. Uh, we would practice our English. Uh, he would have games and different things like that. Just very simple at the beginning. When he first told me he wanted to do it, I didn't know how I really felt about it, to be honest. And, but you know what? God's story is so much bigger than ours. Started in just this. This was about a thousand, a thousand square feet, and what it has grown into is a twenty-five thousand square foot factory. And when Ian had that vision and had that dream, I wasn't—I didn't have faith. Where was my fruits of the spirit? Was I living in the spirit? And. You know what? When he first opened Global, and some of you on the board here will, uh, I don't know what you'll think about this, because he opened up Global and nobody came for three months in our first building. Nobody. Can you imagine if you built this brand new sanctuary and no one showed up for three months? But he knew that that's where the Holy Spirit was leading him. Now, we have an English school, a Chinese school, I teach piano, we have guitar classes, our CCP offices are there, we have girls group, we have guys group, we have three levels of discipleship, Bible study, and we have church on Sunday night with the university students, students who will change their country for Jesus. Ian was in step, keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. You know, our lives met, intersected with Pisset. And you know, he was one of the first that made a commitment to God. And uh, it's not our agenda. The Holy Spirit is working. We need to keep in step with what he is doing. You know, this young man, 80% of Cambodia is infused in some way, shape, or form. 
This young man is no different. He was sexually abused by his uncle up until he was 18, until he got out. You can't imagine what that does for a young man, or for anyone for that matter. So he came to us broken, and as Ian was helping him with his presentations, he was studying business. Soon they were reading the Bible together, because you know that's like a natural progression of events. Isn't that for us? You know, you talk and then you read the Bible. <laughs> and so they soon they were reading the Bible together. And I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to see somebody who has never heard the gospel or has never heard about Jesus, and the lights come on for the first time. I'm telling you, thank you for giving to missions. Never stop doing that. When the lights came on for him, he saw it through the fruits of the Spirit, and we were keeping in step with what the Holy Spirit was doing. Am I crazy enough to think that God has asked my family to come all the way from Newfoundland and Ian's from Alberta for his life? Absolutely. God wants us to be obedient and keep in step with him. You know what? This is a Cambodian story. What is your story? The theme of YC is a story. What is God asking you to be obedient to? I'm in charge of the Child Care Plus for uh, this country in Cambodia. When I started, it was 63 kids, and now we have over 500 children. And I'm, I know you're familiar with it, and it's PAON sponsorship program. And so many of the children grow up in homes that are uh, have lack of love, that are full of abuse and poverty, everything that that does. And when, and I said this earlier, when we are able to give that cup of water in tandem with the gospel, transformation happens. What was their story? What was their only option is no longer through Jesus Christ. What was a life destined for picking up trash, if I could bring you the smells, smells, and see the houses that are only like this big, and there's six people living in them. If I could bring you and transport you to no sewage systems, but more than that, they don't know God. They don't know Jesus. And when you see that transformation of the physical come alongside of the spiritual, it, I'm telling you, I love it. Thank you for giving. And you know what? It's not the end of their story. It is not the end of their story. And here's why we need to be obedient. So many lives depend on what I do and am. What about your neighbor? What about your co-worker? What about your son or your daughter? You know what? God has asked me to come across the world, our family. What is God asking you to be obedient with? Sometimes the most spiritual thing that we could do is say we're sorry. What would a phone call this afternoon do in your situation? God, the Holy Spirit is working. I hope you're following me here this morning. The Holy Spirit is already doing a work. And 
he is asking us to keep in step with what he is already doing. Amen. Um, I'm going to go back here because I want you to show. Can we get that video playing now if that's okay? Let's try to get that working. Uh, last, uh, last month, we had a baptism with our global students. And I wanted to give you a sense of sort of how different missions life is overseas compared to here. Um, and some of you, we baptized two students and uh, new believers. And I just, if we have it ready, I want us, I want us to see it. Our global students. Ian's wearing a nice top and tie this morning for the baptism service. Uh, Holy Spirit as he 
healer, Holy Spirit, as uh, all the different attributes of the Holy Spirit. And so Smy's mom, I'm not sure if we can get to him, there Smy's mom was on kidney dialysis. And he came to Ian, he said, Ian, uh, we can't afford the treatments anymore. So in Cambodia, that's it, you just die. There's no other options, no social programs. If you don't have the money, that's it. So Smy asked Ian, Ian, do you think the Holy Spirit can heal my mother? And of course, Ian, being a great missionary, I'm glad he said this, he said, go pray for your mom. She's no longer on dialysis. What is God asking you to do? The Holy Spirit is moving. We want to keep in step with what he is already doing. Miche is one of our CCP kids, young boy. This happened just a couple of months ago. Now, CCP is a personal program. I run the program. I know the kids. I know their stories and their faces. And so this young boy, follow with me for a moment. His aunt was sick and was being transported to the hospital via ambulance. So his mother and him accompanied her in the ambulance. Ambulance hit a drunk driver head on, and his aunt died on the scene, and he was flown from the ambulance. My kid, my CCP kid, and some nun called me in the middle of the night and told me what happened, and we went there, and I didn't go there, because the moment I show my face, the hospital bill quadruples, because I'm white. So my staff went there, and uh, we don't have neurologists. We don't have pediatric neurologists. And some nuns said, Tiffany, it doesn't look good. He had major brain trauma. And so I called his sponsor in Portagrave. I knew who she was. And I said, we're going to have to pray. And she said, well, if it's money, I'll give it. Like, let's get him the help he needs. For her, money wasn't an issue. Money wasn't going to help him. He doesn't have a passport. He can't leave the country. It's a third world nation. And so I said, you're just going to have to pray. He's mine. He said, God, we can't lose one. We can't. Four days later, he walked into the hospital 100% whole. Nothing because of the doctor. I've seen the health system in Cambodia. It was a great physician who touched his body. What a testimony for a young boy. His life is forever going to be changed. And I think, I know God can move despite us and in us and through us, but if he was not sponsored, he would not have been in my care. He would not have been a, be able to avail of what Child Care Plus offers. <coughs> I'm so thankful. I can tell you story after story after story. But it's not just for Cambodia. God is asking you to be obedient and to keep in step with what He is doing in your family. The next picture is a picture of our CCP grads. Now, Cambodia's CCP program, I don't know if you can put it up. Um, 
is only about eight years old. So we're just on the tail end of seeing kids graduate. And this is exciting for me because I have no idea where they're gonna go. I look at their shoes when they come to CCP camp and there's 500 sets of flip-flops. How they know who owns it, I have no idea. And I look at their flip-flops and I take a picture every single time because in that group will be politicians, will be doctors, teachers, accountants, bankers, uh, all of the above, who with Christ can change their nation. And so in this, our CCP grads is from left to right. Chamran, he's studying IT. He is the main worship leader at his church. Sreya is studying accounting. She's on her worship team. Sreyman is studying banking. She's on the worship team. Sreypo is a designer and loves Jesus. Sreymut is in an advertising company and loves the Lord. Sreymit is in accounting and she's, in a, she's a Sunday school teacher. And three other grads that weren't with us today are in teaching, Bible school, and cosmetics. Now these are my first, and they all are sold out for Jesus Christ. That's sponsorship right there. And I believe in it, and I give myself wholeheartedly to what CCP does. So, that's what we do. Global and CCP. This is Ian and Tiffany Rowley. Wow. I'm a little bit, not sarcastic in that, but that's our story. That's what God has asked us to do. Dearly, God is asking you to keep in step with what he is doing. In your family, in your kids, no, no circumstance is too far from his reach. A guy in a gay sex club. No brokenness is too far for God to reach. But it is not just God. He's asking us to be involved in that. What does he want us to do in those situations? So church, I want you to be encouraged this morning. Don't, I, I hope that you can see this is what your giving allows us to do across the world. These are the lives that are being changed because people pray, people give, and people go. So I encourage you this morning, ask God. We're going to pray in a minute. The worship team can come back. Pastor Mike can come back. I just want us to pray in our seats. And I want you, what would it look like this afternoon if you went home and you had your dinner and your Thanksgiving dinner? What a great reason to be thankful for all God's done. And you go home and eat your dinner and you actually, in the quietness of your spirit, say to the Lord, God, what do you want me to be obedient with? Yeah. Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to ask for forgiveness? Jesus, give us the May we keep in step with what you are doing. Let's close our eyes. God, I thank you so much for your heart for us. I thank you for your heart for the world. I thank you for Dearly Church. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you will bring people to their mind, children, parents, co-workers, that you have a mandate for them. Jesus, I pray that our lives will exhibit fruits of the Spirit in every single situation. We are not perfect, no, but we are striving to be like you. 
But Holy Spirit, I pray we would be obedient to keep in step with you and to what you are doing and what you are asking us to do. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for their commitment to missions. God, they're gonna, they've given to Christmas in Cambodia. And, and while that seems like such a, maybe such a small thing, I see those kids come into the church building. I see their parents come in. I see the communities come in. They'll receive a gift, yes, but they will hear the gospel message. Their kids will stand up and they will act out the Christmas story of how Jesus came to earth to save us. That we would live life and life abundantly. It's so much more than a Christmas present. Thank you for that. Jesus, we ask you to be a part of every aspect of our lives this Thanksgiving weekend. We thank you. We thank you for our relationship with you. Holy Spirit, speak to us, I pray, as we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you so much. sharing with us this morning. We're going to sing in a moment, Pastor Jared. We want to thank God for men and women and families that will leave the conference of Newfoundland and go to these nations to help those that are in need. And we want to thank them. Recently, the Ride for Hope was so kind to raise money for Christmas in Cambodia. Any of you here this morning that took part in the Ride for Hope, will you stand? Is there anyone? Thank you. God bless you. Let's show our appreciation for you this morning. Almost $10,000 have been raised, Tiffany, for you to give the children of Cambodia Christmas. Recently, we lost two members of our congregation. And uh, Sister Paula Owens was with us this morning, and their family chose uh, in Larry's memory to take donations for the children of Cambodia. Paula, I know it's difficult, but would you stand this morning? And this lady who just lost her husband, all of the donations, all of friend down here, one of our deacons just lost his wife, and uh, all of their money has gone from the water in Cambodia that we've seen today. Frank, would you stand? Thank you, sir. Since I've been in the ministry, I've been known as a pastor who supported missions. And every church we've gone in, we've tried to increase. But a few years ago, when I walked into Cambodia, my life has been forever changed and transformed. Cambodia is one of the poorest nations in our world. And as I walked to the village, and we're here this morning, and Pentecostals in North America, we grumble and complain over stuff that don't really matter, don't we? And I walked through a village where sewer was running under their homes. Well, in their homes, the little tiny shed you built for the parsonage up there is better than their homes. That's the facts. And eight and nine and twelve and fifteen in this shack with a tarpaulin over it. And I had to ask God to forgive me. I did. I had to ask God to forgive me. So I walked through the village and their fathers being put aboard trucks and brought into the city, working twelve hours a day for one dollar. 
God help us. Today, you see, we can meet the needs of the world and we can do it by the resources that God has given us. And we thank God for what he has given us and how we can bless this world. And there are people today in that nation where uh, the Buddhist religion has been so prevalent. And she spoke this morning on the front of the spare time, just be another minute. I, I taught at the Bible school. I'd have to go early in the morning just by midday that he would be so. And I would begin to teach on the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit to the Bible college students through a translator. And uh, I remember distinctly one morning when the class was full of people who were Buddhists and they've lost everything, haven't they? Their families have forsaken them. They've lost their lands. They have lost everything for serving Jesus. And here they are in this classroom willing to go back to the communities they've been expelled from to tell them about their newfound faith. And when I finished teaching, one of the translator, they begin talking back to me. And I said to the translator, what are they asking? They're asking for you to pray so that the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit might be in their lives right now at this moment. Shouldn't that be our prayer? We can touch them. And we're going to stand, we're going to pray in a moment. For the nation of Cambodia, our YC has been raising money and thread this weekend for Cambodian clean water. We thank God for what our young people are doing. And if you haven't got a child that's sponsored, will you sponsor one as you leave this morning? Uh, I'll tell you one last story that we'll stand. We decided to sponsor a child in Cambodia. So when we went, I said to Pastor Tiffany, no, I need to meet the child and the family. So she brought me to the shack where 15 people were living, no clean water, no toilets, nothing, just mats on the floor, and the place was falling down. So the little girl came out, she was about two and a half, put her little arms around me with her grandmother, and then I see another little girl coming with her. Now we have a twin. And I turned to Pastor Tiffany, I said, they're not a twin, are they? No, I don't know if she tricked me or not. She says she didn't. I said, well, I can't sponsor one without sponsoring the other. I got a twin. And as I held those little girls in my arms and prayed with them, I won't be able to give them meals every day, but this missionary does. And because these little girls are not our Sunday school, her grandmother is a believer, and God is touching the family. Can you see what we can do for Christ? Oh, thank the Lord. Let's stand, Shem. We're going to pray for our missionaries and for Cambodia. God's hand will be upon us.
praying today for our missionaries this United. Heavenly Father, we first of all thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. He came to this world with the gospel message. We are so thankful and appreciative of that. Now, Lord, we also want to thank you for those missionaries that travel through the other parts of our world to bring that message to people that need it. We pray, Lord, that your anointing and that your blessing will be upon them in a very special way. I pray, the Lord, that the money that is given, the time that is given, Lord, will be multiplied many times over, as your name is exalted and glorified. Now, Lord, I pray that your blessing will be upon our people as they give, and those that go. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. 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 Amen.